that is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk and of course fans bet all the way through the national hunt season 2021-22. We're well into the well, the serious embers now of the season. We can't really call them embers, that'd be the end, but the actual exciting part is right upon us. This is one of my favourite podcasts that we do uh, during the winter series, of course, because we will be assessing the Cheltenham favourites on this podcast. A bit of a yes and no game. Uh, we'll try and run through as many as we can and come up with our pre-festival favourites, Aka. Uh, don't think we've had much luck with this, maybe in the past. Two, I think, out of four is probably the best we've done. Generally, one of the hot pots will get beat. Unfortunately, there is no Dermot Nolan with us this week. He is out of action, but he will be back, of course, uh, ahead of our preview night, which is coming up at the GOAT uh, in Goatstown, the famous pub, of course. And we'll be back there on Wednesday next week, hopefully releasing this all to you, the masses. Uh, the day after on YouTube and, of course, on bookmakers.co.uk. Don't forget to get involved with our fans' bet offer of bet 10, get 30. Of course, that's on bookmakers.co.uk. Um, and my panel this week, there's a few returning favourites. Keen Kirby is back. Hi, Keen. Dean, how are you? Doing very well. Good to have you with us. Darren Hughes is also here, not hosting, Darren. No, thankfully back in the analyst chair, Dean. I, uh, we all have our own talents in life and yours is certainly hosting, so I'm glad to be back doing what I do best. I'm glad you didn't say it wasn't as an analyst, which would have been fair, but um, I'm glad you didn't say that, Darren. No, no. Good to have you here. And uh, Dave Weldon is here. How are you, Dave? How's it going? Very good. Very good. Okay. Um, should we get cracking? Now, we were going to um, talk about some of the topics from last weekend, but it's an open forum. Anyone have anything they want to kick off with? Darren, I'm going to go to you first. Give me something from last weekend that was worthy of a talking point. Yeah, it's just a recurring theme. It's something I brought up in the podcast before, and there's, there's kind of two things that stood out for me last weekend, and it's just sort of the brainlessness of, uh, of of British trainers at the moment. Like, there was two shining examples of this last weekend. First one was, does he know? He won a kind of, once a Mickey Mouse race, a 30 grand race in Ascot, beating up trees. Like, he'd have been some bet the ultimate off mark of 147. I think he got five pounds what he did at the weekend. Just makes his task that little bit harder. He's after he's now going to Cheltenham if he goes off a particularly hard race. Like, why do that? It just doesn't make any sense. And then the second one, and in fairness, I'm not the first person to say this this week. Uh, Tony Calvin did say it earlier on the week, so I, I, I do acknowledge it's not me coming up with it, but good risk at all. Same story. He went and won a 25 grand race, absolutely hosed up in that. Uh, he won the bet for Hurdle with his mouth open off the mark of 127 based on the run at the weekend. And I just don't understand. Like, there's so much whinging about prize money in the UK. When there's money on offer, you, they... they, they, they Irish trainers seem to be much cleverer and much better at targeting these races and building their season around them. Where these races seem to be almost an afterthought for the for the English English trainers. Like again, you have the more battle hurdle in Kelso. Uh, I think it's Saturday week. That's going to be worth upwards of fifty k. Hundred grand bonus for going and winning the Cheltenham. I guarantee you that'll be a seven runner field, maybe eight and eight or nine. It's going to be there'll be nothing running in it. And you know, it just it, I, I cannot wrap my head around it. And it just it undermines the amount of whinging that British trainers actually do about the lack of opportunity. This that the other when they objectively fail to take advantage of the opportunities that do exist. I hear you, Darren, I hear you. But there's conundrums involved with those horses. Like, you know, the Irish are coming to Cheltenham, so it will not be... I mean, you mentioned, does he know, goes an old team. You wouldn't imagine the Irish have too much for that. They generally don't. No, so we never maybe that's a, that's a case in point. Okay. 
And then with a good risk at all, winning the Betfair and maybe not getting into the race at Cheltenham might have been an issue. Yes, yeah, you know, that, that is, and that is a fair point, isn't he? He's after getting whacked up £10, so pretty much guaranteed you get into the Carl Cup off 137. You generally need a mark in the mid-130, low-mids, high-mid-130s to get to be guaranteed a run. You know, fair enough if you've gone on one. Well, they're in now, and they've they've 25k in their back pocket or whatever that yeah, race was worth. I, I um, get, I get that, I get that. But I, and I, I, and the record, you know, when you're looking for Cheltenham winners, the one next to the name is no, uh, is no negative. Like you need a one that, to come into Cheltenham. Generally, you find the winners from there. No, I accept that. I accept that, but I just feel it's there's, there's about 75 grand left on the table there. Look, I'm, Die Walters is not stuck for a few quid. Like it's not going to keep him up at night. But I just think, again, it's it's the overall team, Dean, of of, of people of British trainers complaining again about prize money and opportunities and this, that, the other. When there are some opportunities, so take the ones that are actually there for you. It's it's just, just very frustrating to listen. Uh, look, if he goes in and, and slams at home in the Coral Cup, they'll all be cheering what a masterstroke that I'll was. I'll make an apology. I'll come onto the pod and I'll make an apology if that happens. We'll invite you on to do just that. Don't worry about that. Okay, that sounds good. Um, all right, thanks for that, Darren. Well, well, uh, well made points. Uh, Keen, give me something from the weekend. Yeah, I'll, I'll just touch on um, one horse who really um, uh, caught my attention at Haydock was um, Hillcrest. Uh, I think he's a really exciting horse uh, going forward, especially over fences. He was a he was a very novice jumper, and even that uh, Venetia Williams horse Green Book, who won a, a handicap hurdle last time out at Sandown, tried to go with him, and he just power, powered powered past that and uh, galloped onto the line. He looks like a really good horse. I think um, Henry Daly said they might skip Cheltenham and go to Aintree, but he's definitely one for um, Andy Post novice chases next year and possibly a, a Gold Cup horse going forward. Oh, I totally echo that. I actually think it would be a good move for them not to go to Cheltenham. I don't think the uh, the potato race, the Albert Bartlett, would be ideal for him at this stage. Um, yeah, I he, agree. He's, yeah. A, he's a remarkable-looking animal. Um, and another one maybe where they get the win done before, get another win into him before Cheltenham and, and let the Irish do battle and uh, and then go pick up the piece at Aintree. There's a huge future in that horse. Gold Cup horse is exactly what he's going to be, I think. Um, well said, Keen. Definitely on everyone's radar for, uh, for future endeavours. Mr. Weldon? Yeah, just uh, to follow up on what Darren said there, like the problem with UK racing is there's so many options. There's just different races to go for. In Ireland, you might have three, four meetings a week of jumps uh, during the winter. So it's very limited. Like You have to plan it out meticulously to find the opportunities for your horses. Whereas in the UK, they can look at the race plan for the next month and go, oh, there's a good opportunity, we'll go to that. Or, oh yeah, that's a, there's a grade two novice chase, we'll go and win that and affect the rest of the season, you know? So it's like, the British calendar needs to be seriously looked at and if they're going to keep Cheltenham as the main focal point, actually focus getting their British best horses to it and not this muddling, pissing about halfway through the season, winning a grade two for 50 grand, we could win a grade one or go go close in a grade one for 100 grand, you know. Um, I think Darren's points are, are well made there on that. Um, it's just, it's, it's very frustrating to hear them moaning and giving out. And the reason why no risk at, or good risk at all didn't run the better because Sam Thomas forgot to get him qualified for the race in time. That was an early closer, so he didn't get him qualified. So he had to go to Ascot, um, which just seems madness for a, a up-and-coming trainer to be able to miss something like that. Like Emmett Mullins wouldn't have missed that, you know. Um, but anyway, I, I digress. I would also just like to issue an apology to Goshen. Um, he's, hey, he, like this. He's, he's some horse. Um, to have the do everything he does wrong when he goes uh, the wrong way around and then come back and put a good horse like a Daggio 
in his place last week at Wincanton. I know it's his favourite track and all that, and ground suit, and he got the Golden Highway, but uh, fair play to the Morris for keep going with him. A lot of lesser trainers, but probably would have ditched him in the bin, sold him off, tried to get what they could out of him. Um, but he, he's some amount of talent for all that he is, an absolute head case. I love him. I have to say I love him, and uh, I'll always I'll always think about that Triumph Herder and what might have been, you know? It's a, it's, a, it's a shame for them. But that isn't the be-all and end-all. And, you know, the person who should be on here actually issuing an apology is, uh, is Stephen Cass, who I think said he'd never win another race. Um, yeah, but, um, you know, he'll probably pull me up on that on Twitter and tell me that that's not what he said. But I'll go and find it in the archives if you do that, Stephen. So, uh, you know, be very, be very wary of that. Um, okay. All right. Um, actually, I don't think we've had Kean on since uh, Two for Gold landed that nap for you when we all laughed at you, Kean. So fair play, fair play for that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I actually, um, if I was on the podcast last week, I would have napped him. I think he was 25 to 1. I backed him each way. Like, he ran a massive race again. He's, Didn't he's, he? Yeah. Uh, he's an underrated horse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ollie Bell is uh, part of the ownership, no? Or is the owner? Yeah, yeah. I think he is, yeah. All right. Well, the dream of uh, you can't really run at any higher level and it's doing them proud. So fair play. Um, with two for gold, it was a great shout that week, and uh, and again at the weekend with a big run. Okay, so um, we are going to do assessing the Cheltenham Festival favourites, and um, that's going to come up in a minute. And then once we uh, get through all that, it's going to take a bit of time. Um, we will be doing, of course, a weekend preview with the action from Kempton and a little bit of Newcastle, and we will not be talking about Linkfield. If you're waiting for Linkfield, uh, don't wait too long. It's not going to happen. Um, okay, let's um, let's kick on now. So people should remember the format here. Um, the question generally, and it's the same for all of them as we go through, is this is the right favourite and will it win at Cheltenham? And we're going to go through uh, the big race. I've got the fans bet, non-runner, no bet prices in front of me for the jollies as we go through. So uh, we'll kick off where every uh, good Cheltenham run through does kick off with the Supreme Novices hurdle. Uh, Constitution Hill is the current two to one favourite, non-runner, no bet with fans bet. Um, is it the right favourite? Is it going to win at Cheltenham? Kian, you can go first. Um, yeah, it's tight. It's tight enough. I don't know if it will go off favourite. To be honest with you, um, I don't think it'll win now. So it's a no from me. Very quick, Kian. Give me who do you think is going to win at this point? Um, at the prices, I'd be going with John Bon. I, I don't see why he's three or four times the price of um, Constitutional. I think it's crazy. Constitution Hill is yeah, only won. Yeah, it's only won twice around Sandown. He's never really had a horse, uh, a race like in. I think um, lack of experience uh, might catch him out. Okay, one no for Constitution Hill, uh, Darren. A firm no and an even firmer no to both questions. Wow. Okay. Dicer Dynamo is the biggest certainty to walk out into Cheltenham in thirty years. <laughs> the Supreme. And I mean, the, big, the biggest certainty, he, there's absolutely no pattern in which he gets beat. There will be some slump out of you after that goes wrong on the first race and the first day, uh, Darren. But OK, so there's two no's. Dave Weldon, can you can you give a vote for Constitution Hill? I'm guessing no. No, no. Um, I don't think he has the experience. He might have the class. He might turn into the best horse in the race. But for a Supreme, I think he lacks a bit of something. Um, his form hasn't really worked out that well. Um. I actually think the same about Dysart Dynamo. He beat nothing in the Moscow Flyer. Um, yes, he's had a bumper run as well last year. A bit more experience, but um, like if Sir Gerhard goes here, he'd be the one for me. But I, I think he could go Baddy more. I'm actually I'm coming around to the idea of John Bond, even though I've slated him all year. Um, I just think he has a bit about him if he can keep a lid on it pre uh, pre race. 
yeah, it's okay to come around to the right answer if it's uh, no matter how long it takes, as long as it's before the off. And uh, uh, John Bond would get my nod too. So it kind of sounds like it's three for John Bond, but four no's for Constitution Hill. Uh, that's, that's a fair start. Um, and Dysart Dynamo, the biggest certainty ever to walk out in Cheltenham, uh, is the wildest thing I've heard. In, ter- in 30 years, I said. Not ever. I said in 30 years. Oh, okay. Well, you know, like a bit like the bit like football, isn't it? Cheltenham didn't exist until uh, the tour jumped round, I don't think, for some people. <laughs> Um, okay, let's um, let's move on then. We'll do the Arkle. Dave, you kick us off with the Arkle. Edward Stone is currently 15 to 8 favourites, not running a bet, with fans bet. Yeah, like 15 to 8 doesn't interest me at all. Um, he's probably one of the best English chances going. Um, but I, I, there's something about him that I don't like. If this is a, a decent sized field, which it might not be, fair enough. Um, if it's a decent sized field, I'll be against him all day long. Um, and I'll find something else in the race. But if it cuts up and could be five, six hundred field, you'd have a good chance. But at the current point in time, it's a no. It's a no for Edward Stone. Okay, I mean, the UK could get off to a flyer at Cheltenham this year. And although the Presbury Cup is dead and buried by day, probably the middle of day two, um, they could go two or three up. Darren, Edward Stone, yes or no? I know it's a yes, but I'm asking you anyway. Yeah, he's the right favourite. And I do think he will win. As in, like, I don't think he should be any shorter than he is at the moment. But I think he's the right favourite. And... Personally, I do think he'll win. I actually I have him backed um, at some nice surprises than what he is now. I think the Irish are particularly poor in this division. Um, and I think, yeah, he's, he's been very impressive as far as I can see. So, yeah, yes for me. Okay, one yes, one no for Edward Stone in the arc. Keen? Yeah, I'm against Edward Stone. Um, he was like he was an average hurler and obviously he's improved over fences. But there's just something about his. I don't think he's top class at all. Obviously, it's a weak article, but... Um, I don't think the races he's been winning in England are very good. So I think that the Arkle race at Leopardstown between Blue Lord and Riviera Tell, I think that's the that's the form line to go with. And uh, I think one of one of them will beat him. Yeah, I don't think that's the form line to go with at all. But it is a bad Arkle. It just is. Um, the horse that interests me most there is Court Sublime. And um, I'm just praying they, they take the brave route. And uh, they have done it in the past. Two grade ones so far taken part with Court Sublime at Cheltenham Festival and I think they'll do it again this time in the Arco and he's double digits so course of blind for me so there's going to be a, a, a three no's and a one yes for Edward Stone in the Arco okay uh, we're moving on champion hurdle this could be our first uh, clean sweep here I will start with a yes and I'll come to Mr Weldon to make it two yes yes uh, you find something in the without market but Honeysuckle is fairly bomb proof Yep, there's only this one Irish Raider that, you know, if you mention it, it's almost like you think you know something. The Wolves are all uh, telling you that this thing will turn up. It's called Appreciate It. I'll go to Kian. Is uh, is Honeysuckle going to do it again? Yeah, I think she'll win. I think it's a massive ask for Appreciate It to, to beat, her, beat her at the festival first time out. So, yeah, I think she'll, uh, she'll get the job done again. Okay, Darren, to make it the first one that gets uh, the, the four yeses. No, not for me. Just ah. about, just just about though. It's 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 very tight. I just think I'm balanced. I think I just about sooner have the field run for me at six to four than her at four to six. Just about. It's real tight. Is it? It's not a race I'm going to have a bet in. But I just for me, she's just she is beatable now. Whether she's beatable by what she's going to be up against, I don't know. But she's. I I don't think she's invincible by any means. You're concerned at the price she could beat herself, Darren. I think she could beat herself. Yeah, I just. It's just something lingering in my mind. The two runs this year that just, like, yeah, the th- the horses that got kind of relatively close to her last time out. What price would they be in a champion hurdle, say, ten years ago? What far even when Fahim was running six, seven, eight years ago, they'd be hundred to one also. And it's like, 
yeah, she, it's just something. I, I, yeah, and maybe the thing is, maybe there's nothing in the field that is even as good as that again. I don't know, but ju- there's just on balance, I think I'd sooner have the field enough for me than her at odds against. Uh, well, look, as is your prerogative, that's a 3 1 uh, victory for Honeysuckle, but not enough to get onto the, the, the clean sweep list. Okay, we're onto the mayor's hurdle. Uh, Tell me something, girl, is currently the 5 2 uh, favourite. For that race with fans bet non runner no bet can you kick us off with tell me something girl uh, i'm gonna go with a no um obviously she was good at the festival last year but since then she hasn't been brilliant so i think something will beat her i'm not sure what will beat her yet but i think she'll get beaten okay okay tell me something girl is a no for keen darren go on yeah i'm probably a no as well again it's more just on balance looking at the field i actually think stormy ireland's probably a fair enough price at like 13 to 2 she probably is the best form probably the uh, probably is the best horse in the race just whether her tactics will suit the type of race it might end up being but no is the, is the, is the fundamental answer yeah i'm also a no and would probably put stormy island up as the most obvious um punt at the prices especially after you know getting that victory i think at um at cheltenham over uh, brewing up a storm which you know some some will crib it a little bit but she's going to come and perform isn't she on the day and um there's a lot of trust to be taken i think in tell me something girl dave you can you can give her the vote though um no dean i won't be um i don't think she's gonna want this trip um at cheltenham uh i think she she won over two miles in the novice race last year and that race kind of fell apart because magic days kind of blew it up and he stayed on two seconds so um wasn't the best mare's novice the one i like is, is royal, royal kahala um and actually i know dermo's gonna be shouting at the at the podcast now because he, he loves telling me something girl but um royal kahala was, was very good in the gamoy i think they'll go here because they have the most chance of getting soft ground um and she was very good at christmas as well and uh, i think she she think i'll be in around five to one but uh tell me something girl it's i think people are possibly hooking on to the fact that she's in the kenny alexander colors and she's going for the mares it's very similar route to a honeysuckle took but she's not that type of horse um she doesn't have the class of a honeysuckle but uh yeah royal kahala for me yeah if you're looking for a mare that's been turned inside out always threatened to be absolutely top class it is royal kahala and uh will end up there in uh tip-top form for the fahis so okay tell me something girl's gonna get a naught from four um that's not good let's go to the national hunt chase uh, statler currently the five to two favorite with fans bet non-runner no bet and uh, i think this is one of the better bets of the festival um statler will definitely be getting a yes from me and uh kian i'll let you go next um i'm gonna take him on uh, i mean he's yeah he's been good this season now to be fair um he showed a good turn of foot at fairy house against fighter allen but um the one i like if he runs is the paul nichols trained um three on the true five i think he just Jumps and gallops all day, and I think he'll take some beating in that race if he goes for it. Okay, quite a confident shout against uh, Statler with three under through five for Keyans, but it's another no on the list for these group of favourites. Maybe what we're going to find out by doing this this year is that that the favourites are, um, yeah, it's not going to be one of those meetings if they currently stay where they are. Darren, you're up on Statler. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I might when when, the, when we first got the running order, I, I thought I might say no here, but just after having a look at the race, obviously he got a nice little form boost yesterday for Tulane winning. Now, look, he didn't be anything special, but I like the way he went about it. Yeah, I think so. Like Vanilla, it's tired. Probably needs to find a little bit of what he's done this year. Run wild, Fred. Meh, not convinced. St- Statler is the most upside here. I think he's probably the, the biggest touch of class out of all of these. So, yeah, I think I think he's definitely the right fav, and I, I I'd be inclined to agree with you. Dean. 
Okay, good man. That's what I like to hear. A bit of a confidence booster for myself, uh, Mr. Weldon. I, I need to be careful here, Dean, given our conversations during the week about what I say um, in regards to fruit. That, um, uh, you can be as careful as you want. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really like Sattler. There's something about him. Um, is he going to stay out of a truly run 3 mile 6? This might not be a truly run 3 mile 6 race. Um, He'll stay I, either I, way if that helps. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um he didn't stay in, in the in the bar last year and maybe yeah but maybe, if you know if you base if you dave if you base the rest of my life on how far i stayed when i was five or six years old um you know you'd be wrong okay <laughs> um <laughs> i'm probably leaning towards he is the right favorite anyway uh whether i'd get involved with that price i i don't think so um i, I do like the two gigging sound horses rumbo fred and uh fury road who look like gonna go for this race but uh as regards to this podcast and the premise, he he is the right favourite at the moment. Um, so is that is that a yes? It's it's a seventy five percent yes, Dean. Oh, that's as far as I can go. Okay. All right, I'll make it two and a half to one and a half <laughs> <laughs> defeat for Statler. Okay, uh, we are we are struggling to find a clean sweeper here, but we we might get there yet. We might get there yet. Okay, the Festival Novices Chase or the Brown Advisory or the RSA, depending on which uh, terminology you are in, what do, I don't know, what generation you're from. Um, let's go for this one. Um, now, Galloping Deschamps is a non-runner, no-bet favourite, but I uh, think we're all a little bit put in a tizzy by you Willie Mullins this week. I haven't skipped it. It's just later on my list, unfortunately, because it wasn't in the original running order. So we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, the Festival Novices Chase, though, or the Brown Advisory, Gallop in the Shops is the 5-6, to six, non-runner, no-bet favourite with fans bet. Bob Ollinger is 5-4. to four. And Brave Man's Game, which I think looks like the only one that's definitely going to run, is 15-8. to eight. So I was going to frame it around that horse, but you can talk about those three. Um, so I'm going to say Brave Man's Game is an absolute certainty. 15-8, to eight, non-runner, no-bet with fans bet. But let's, uh, let's open it. Darren, come on. You, you may as well go. Yeah, um... Gallop into Shams turns up, he kicks him out of the way. But I don't think he's going They're to. running scared. They're running scared, Darren. They I won't take on a monster, a monster like Brave Man's game. I'm not so sure they're running scared, do you know? I don't think Willie Mullins would ever run scared of uh, Paul Nichols now, personally, or any of his horses either. Um, if he doesn't run, I think it's actually pretty straightforward for Brave Man's game, to be honest. Um, Capitano, I like I like Capitano. I think he has a lot of upside to him as well, but I think Brave Man's game might just be a small bit classier. So uh, on the proviso that Gallop into Shams doesn't run, Brave Man's game is right five and is probably a good price of what he is. But if if Gallop and the Champs turns up, he wins. Okay, if Gallop and the Champs turns up, he wins. But for me, if Gallop and the Champs turns up, he wins. He still gets beat by Brave Man's game. Kian, I know you're a big fan of uh, the reincarnation of Denman. Yeah, I um put Brave Man's game up on this podcast at fourteen to one Andy post, and uh, I'm just looking at the exchanges here. And Gallop and the Champs is available to back for this race at six to one. And he's two to one for the Turner, so it looks like the decision has been made as we speak, nearly. So, looks like he's not going to go for this race. Um, even if even if he did run, I think Brave Man's game would um would beat him comfortably. I think if Brave Man's game can get into a a good rhythm out in front like he's been doing all season, I don't think uh, many horses will get past him. So um yeah, I don't think Gallop the Champs would win. Perfectly put and absolutely correct, Kian. Well done. Um. Uh, Mr. Weldon, like you, fight your corner if you want. Uh, there's no point. Willie's really fucked it all, hasn't he? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, like if Gallop and the Shams, like Terry, before you go into that, like Willie has been known to change his mind numerous times. Like um, he could have been feeding wolves yesterday with some garbage that going to the Turners because 
Um, he didn't want them asking him questions about Sir Gerhard and Dysart Dynamo and, and whatever. So, like, that's like six to one on the exchanges now. If I was 20 quid in my account, I'd bang it on that and just let it run for you, you know? Um, if it happens, because that's a big price. You can just give me 20 quid if you yeah, want. Granted, yeah, granted. Yeah, yeah. You give me 120 back, that's fine. Uh, no commission. Uh, this is an awful race without the two lads, two Irish lads at the top. Um, and if they don't show up, Brave Man's game will win and do start to follow them home. Yeah, now Dusart's an interesting runner in there. Not the topic of this uh, of this pod for today, no. but he's an interesting he's an interesting contender. Uh, should he line up against them? And uh, okay, but uh, you're giving Brave Man's game the nod on the proviso is not there, right? On proviso to Gallant and the Shams is not there. Uh, Brave Man's game. Yeah. Uh, he actually, he's a, he's a oh. whopping bet at the seven to four without Brave Man's game without Gallant and the Shams there. Okay, well look, it is non-runner no bet, and. Um, 15 to 8 at the moment with fans betting on runner no bet and he's the first one to make the list uh brave man's game and that's good uh let's throw the ballymore into the mix because uh darren rightly pointed out i have it in the wrong place on the agenda uh so Gerhard is the six to four favorite non-runner no bet with fans bet for the ballymore um dave i'll come back to you I reckon he goes off odds on yeah there's your biggest certainty darren uh so Gerhard and this is an absolute good thing um not much more to say. Going to slower pace will suit his jumping, uh, which wasn't great the last day. But, uh, yeah, he's some engine, some some horse, and who knows what he'll be in, in the future. But, yeah, he wins. Supreme's loss will be the Ballymore's gain here, and I think they'll get it right, Kian. Yeah, I think Sir Gerhard will win as well. Um, he was very good in the bumper last year. He's taken the hurdle as well. His jumping was a bit sketchy the last time, but uh, as they've pointed out there, the slower pace and the longer distance, he um, should suit his jumping, so... It'll be hard to uh, reel him back in, is it? Yeah, it could be a bit of a dominant performance, this. Uh, Darren, I go to you. He's 6-4, to non runner no bet for the Ballymore with fans bet. He'd be a good price of 4-6, to six, if that's what yeah. he was. Uh, I think he's an absolute moral certainty. Um, very hard to see him beating. I don't think he got hard, half enough credit for what he did in, uh, in Dublin or in Leprosan the last day. Um, yeah, I think we could, we could see something special here. I think he's 3-3-5 three, three, in the exchange, which for me is... Absolutely nuts. Like I've had some, but I'd, I'd like I'd like to have more, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I think uh, definitely yes for me here. Okay, another clean sweep, and I think this one is probably one we can be most confident about. I just think the better courses are going to go for the Supreme, and uh, we know what we're looking at with Sir Gerhard odds on in a Ballymore seems very very likely. Okay, we will come on to the Champion Chase. Um, Shiskin is currently the eight to thirteen favorite for the champion chase of course will renew rivalry or we hope so at least with the nerd jamin and um you know previous winners kettle on got nuba negra in there but shishkin odds on uh, i'd say this is also a certainty and i will go today well um no i don't think he's a certainty dean um he showed a few kinks at ascot i know he, he was well enough on top the last day um but the urge put him to the pin of his collar and there is a few more horses in here now that they're going to shake things a little bit shack on Porsois, while he might not win He'll run his race uh, like he did last year uh, to a certain extent. And then you've the likes of uh, Put the Kettle On, Envoy Allen, Nube Negra. Um, it's going to be a bit more hustle than bustle. And if Nergamine can get out in front and pop away, he'll take some reeling back. Um, you know, Shishkin may, may well do it. And if he does, fair play to him. But uh, I, I'd be against Shishkin here just on the fact that this is going to be a, a differently run race, let's say, than Ascot. It won't be as straightforward. Yeah, be more in his favour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're you're fully entitled though at those prices to give it the the negative. Um, Kian. Yeah, Shishkin's an absolute certainty for me here. 
Um, I just can't see how an argument beats him even going left-handed and the mistake Shishkin made, the attitude he showed to get back up was um, was incredible to be fair to him. Um, I mean, anything around 4-6 in the day is, is a bet, I think. Um, an argument, I, I can't see him turn around that form. Shaq and Bersois is shite and the rest of them are terrible. So yeah, 4-6 is a, it's a good price. Yeah, um, extraterrestrial uh, is, is Shishkin for me. Uh, Darren, you can um, you can make it either three one or two two. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say I've thought about this race more than pretty much any other race chat in the last couple of weeks, and kind of coming around to Shishkin. I have a little theory as to why I think an argument might not run his race at Cheltenham. It's probably too long to come into here, but I've a little theory that he. I, I, I think he could be a disappointment in, in, in two weeks' time. I'm expecting Shaq and Persuade to run an absolutely massive race, but if the question is, is Shish or Shish going to be favourite? Absolutely. Will he win? If I think an argument is a bad price of what he is, yeah, Shish can probably is he, he probably is a fair enough price at, at, at the price he is. So, yeah, you're just about getting a yes from me. Fair enough. I call that, I'm calling that 3-1 victory for Shishkin, and it doesn't make the list. Um, okay, so let's move on then to the cross-country. Do you know what, actually? This caught me unawares. Uh, Tiger Roll is the 2-1 to one favorite for the cross-country. Non-runner, no bet with fans bet. I honestly thought he was third or fourth fav. So this caught he me was. unawares. Um, so is this all based on him going to school and Gordon saying that he's all good? The fav came out. Prangard, JP had the fav. Uh, he went down to Bulgers and they, they didn't run him in time. They're going to leave him off till next year at the bottom from France. And he, ah, was, okay. he was trading as short enough price fab there for a good while. So I think David Jennings put up uh, Tiger Roll at a few prices as well over the last three or four weeks. So that's probably um, compounded the fact that he's now gone fab. Very hard to see him beat, though. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I guess there isn't much. It's not a race I'm going to pay a huge amount of attention to. I would love it if he does it because that's what you want at Cheltenham. You want these, uh, these magic horses to come back and do it over and over again. And who put it past him? But I'd have to say a no. So I'm going to say no. You're going to say he's going to... Uh, yes, then, Darren. Fair enough. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut across there and jump in. Yeah, to be honest, as in, like, look at look at the betting. Like, what's what's the betting there? I'm, I'm looking Tiger Roll 2-1-5. to Prengard is confirmed not run. He's 4-1. to one. Doesn't run. Delta Work is 7. Delta Work is in there as third five across the board with some firms. Doesn't run. Um, no, like, I don't know. He went schooling there the weekend. Yeah, I think that was only to sweeten them up. I don't think it's, it was running in the cross country necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. And looking down the list, I really don't see anything else there. Brahma Bull, maybe. Maybe if you were so inclined. I don't think he jumps well enough for that. But um, yeah, to be honest, I think he could do a lot worse than Tiger Roll 94. I thought he actually ran really well in his comeback. So it's a, a firm yes for me, actually. Firm yes. Okay, Dave Webb. Yeah, I agree. Um, like if a few end of older horses there, like some midnight maestro and uh, a couple others like that who have been winning around Punchestown, like, but. There's a massive difference between the tracks and between Punchstown and uh, and Cheltenham and Tiger Roll's experience with, with CM Home. He'll win, and I think he'll win well. I think it'd be similar to what three years ago when we were last there. Um, last year, last year even. Oh, last year even. Yeah, but even the two years before that, but in between, it was a feat to easy land. But he was uh, look how far clear he is that the bushes was screaming out all over over Cheltenham. Um, I think he's a certainty. Okay, wow. I think I might let Tiger Roll down here. Sadly, Kian. Yeah, it was a bit like yourself, Dean. The price kind of caught me out, considering how badly he's been running this season. But, I mean, as the lad said there, the race is so bad, he just probably wins it uh, on ability, doesn't he? So, I mean, he's 2-1 to one now. You can see him going off nearly 5-4 to four shots. So, yeah, I think he'll win. Okay, I you know, apologise to all the Tiger Roll fans out there that I scuppered this with a, with a negative. And then I've been 
talked into turn it around. I'm not going to turn it around. It's going to be a 3-1 victory for Tiger Rob, but that's not good enough on uh, on assessing the Cheltenham Festival's favourites podcast here, unfortunately. Um, okay, maybe one that will be good enough is uh, Facile Vega, the 5-6 to six favourite for the champion bumper. Non-runner, no bet with fans bet. Kian, you may as well carry on. Um, yeah, Facile Vega was really good. That was really good. But I think the price discrepancy between him and American Mike is um, is much too big now. I'd have them a lot closer in the betting. Um, so on that basis, I'd uh, I think she'll get I think he'll get beat by American Mike. Yeah, um, I like American Mike too. Although uh, yeah, it was an aeroplane performance from Fasil Vega, uh, um, Leopardstown. And uh, I had to watch it back because I was on the way to the car park when it happened. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was pretty special. Uh, one of those days where you wish you didn't leave the bumper. Normally, you're, you're the cleverest person on course who's back in the car and halfway down the road as something wins at four to five for, uh, for Willie Mullins. Um, but on this day, I would have liked to have seen that in the flesh. I will see it at Cheltenham, but Fasil Vega, um, yeah, it's five to six. Darren, five to six, Fasil Vega, is this on the list? No, five to six, very tight. I'd have these like, I think Kokian said a spot on. I think I'd have these two as a piece and whatever you like about the rest. Also, whatever you like about the rest, but you know, I think it'd be big prices the rest. Um, I, I, I'm baffled that there's such a difference uh, between the two uh, in, in price. Uh, American Mike has gone down the tried and tested route of win it down Royal, win it Navin. I think uh, Gordon did that with um, Alan and with Sir Garhard before he was cruelly snatched away from him. So, yeah, I think uh, everything points towards a big run for American Mike. I've been very impressed with him so far. Got a decent form boost at Leperstown when the horse he beat very easily at Nav and probably should have won that mare's bumper. So <sighs> I'm kind of all, all in all, I'm uh, going early. I think American Mike's actually a whopper bet. He's one of the bets of the week. Okay. Okay, um, I heard a gasp of air there from Dave Weldon about battling Bessie. Yeah, sorry, Dave, yes, <laughs> that was sick. Darren's pushing some buttons today. He's talking about Stormy Ireland and and uh, battling Bessie now. It's, it's, it's pulling up my heartstrings a little bit, but we can carry on. Well, you carry on. Yeah, um, I, I actually think like there's going to be a lot of people over the next weeks pointing out the fact that both Kukrut uh, and Appreciate were beaten in the bumper after winning that Dublin Racing Festival. I don't really buy into that. I think Faso Vega is, is very special, but I think this is a proper bumper. Um, Redemption Day was just as good, and he hasn't had a second chance to show it out. James's Gate was another one for Willie Mullins, who was who looked a, a weapon. Mercury probably won't go with it. There's another weapon. Um, Sandor Collange for Paul Nolan, he hacked up on debut and then ran a respectable race, finished second the last day. I, I'll take on Faso Vega like four to five in bumpers is the way to the poorhouse. Um, but what? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what what, what the, the vibes are on the day. But uh, yeah, it's a no for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, it's not going to make the list, Fasil Vega. Why don't we talk about the Turner's novices chase? Um, now you've got you've got the option here to believe um, Willie Mullins and the current exchange prices and what's going on with Galloping Deschamps and choose that one as the one you want to opine on or Bob Ollinger, who of course would have been in this list as one of the uh, likely banks of the week, uh, uh, 11 to 10 on, non-runner no bet with fans bet Bob Ollinger. So you have a choice. Um, Dave, we'll go to you first. Uh, which one are you going to choose and what way are you going? Um, I, I'm going to go to Galloping Deschamps. Um, uh, <sighs> As good as Bob Ollinger was last year, and as professional, let's say, he's been this year, he hasn't blown me away with his jumping or, or the fields he's beaten. And I also think that Henry probably would have liked to get another run into him. Um, he's lacking a bit of experience. Like I know Galton Shams is, is the same, but at least he's had recent experience. 
Um, more so than off a break, he'll be he'll be well schooled down there. Um, so up to Galloping the Shumps for me. Okay, uh, Galloping the Shumps for Dave Keen. Um, I'm not the biggest Galloping the Shumps fan, even though I think he'll run here. I just I just don't think he'll be as good as people think. So I've been a big Bob Ballinger fan all season, and um, yeah, um, I think I think he'll win this race um, pretty comfortably. I'm with you. I think wherever Galloping the Shumps goes gets beat, and um, you know, not popular opinion with perhaps the masses. But uh, I'm with you. I'd be I'd be with Bob Ollinger here, and I'd be with Brave Man's game if he turns up in the other race. So, uh, good luck to them, whichever way they decide to go. Seems like they decided, Darren. Um, you can choose which one you want here. Yeah, I think loads of question Willie Mullins now, but uh, I think it's silly to, to run Gallop and the Champs here against Bob Ollinger. I think the much easier task is to go against Brave Man's game. I think Bobby O will beat him. Doesn't matter. I don't actually don't think it, don't think it really matters what runs in this race. If Bob, Bob Ollinger runs, he wins. So, yeah, I think it's pretty straightforward. Okay. Okay. So, 3-1. We can't put anyone in into the list there. And uh, that's all down to the William Mullins bingo uh, that's going on at the moment. I think if we hadn't have had any clue about Galloping the Champs, Bob Ollinger would have made the list at odds on for sure. Um, okay. One that I think will make the list, but uh, it's up to the panel to let me know, is Alaho in the Ryanair. 6-4 on for the Ryanair, Dave Weldon. Yeah, he wins. Uh it looks like average enough Ryanair. Um I'm not mad with odds on given what he was available at the start of the year. Um but like the next four in the betting aren't gonna run really. Um Champlain's not gonna run, I don't think. Parker Dairies might not run and like you're looking down El Dorado Allen and uh, Mellon, like I'll hope kick them out of the way. Move on. Yeah, I think think you will. I think we I think we probably can move on pretty quick here. Kean, uh Alaho, he's odds on, but uh he's gonna win. Yeah, yeah, he should. Yeah, I think he'll win. Yeah, I mean the joy was kind of out of, uh, about him after Punchestown. He wasn't impressive, but um, he was really good at Turles. Obviously, walloped Fakir, dude. There he came out and won at Ascot. And um, as Dave said, there a lot of the horses in behind him in the betting. Um, they're not going to run like so you could see him there. They're going off like a, a two was on shot, and he'll make all and he'll he'll win. Yeah. See, this is one of my bugbears of uh, you know the current setup of the ownership and trainers of. Uh, of, of a few horses where Alaho is Willie Mullins' best chance to win the Gold Cup and he's going to run in a Ryanair and then they've got M4 Allen in the same ownership which would win the Ryanair <laughs> if they just take Alaho out so Chibi Park can win I, I don't think Alaho would stay the, the Gold Cup, Cup yeah. how, how long is that I don't, last I don't think he's in sorry Dave what did you say how long is that elastic band you have there it seems a bit of a stretch <sighs> yeah uh, look, it's just it's just straightforward race planning. Like you know, yeah. that's uh, if if Chivley Park are looking for one, um, you know, I'm available. Uh, you can come and find me, and I'd pick you up two of the biggest races at the Cheltenham Festival. Even though the Ryanair has absolutely bastardised uh, some of the better races at the festival, unfortunately, um, it is here to stay. Darren, does Alaho win the Ryanair? And uh, you know, if you want, should it go for the Gold Cup? Uh, yes, on both fronts. I think this is, uh, for starters, this has been down to pick it up territory. Like, this is pretty much as, as straightforward as, as, as betting gets. And I, I, I don't say that very often, but I, I, I really think this is this is a simpler race as you'll find. Uh, as for the Gold Cup, I'm actually inclined to agree with you. As in, like, who cares if he wins another Reiner? You know, I'm not being rude, like, genuinely, who cares? Give totally. The if, he doesn't, if, he doesn't, yeah. if he doesn't stay, he's second back and win the Reiner again, another twice. Again, no, still no one will care. Um, yeah, I'd be inclined to give him a go. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, worst can happen is uh, he finished second win. or third in the Gold Cup. What's wrong with that? Like, yeah, he, he's going to run a huge race and something will have to run super well to uh, to beat Alaho, I think. And um, they might not do that, you know? It's I'll an agent of the grade. 
my fight never managed to win a gold cup obviously using his second to native river but i guarantee he's more highly regarded than whatever the fuck won the Ryanair between 2013 and 2013. <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe like you know fair enough he stands out but like do you know but you know what i'm saying it's in, no one cares about it yeah, but within yeah, the but zone, he just knew yeah. he couldn't do anything else. He had to go for that. That's race. what I mean. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a one, yeah. one stop shop with him. Keen, go Willie on. Mullins just, Willie Mullins just wants winners, lads. He doesn't care where he gets them. He just wants yeah. winners. Well, that's why he's taking Galloping the Shumps out of Brave Man's Games yeah. firing line. Like, exactly. You know, exactly. It's very, very clear shit, shit what's talks, going yeah. on there. Yeah, yeah. But like I say, GV Park, if you're looking for a race planner, just uh, get in touch with me. I know where uh, your horses should be running uh, in, in a few weeks' time. Yeah, you, can tell, can you, can tell them we, you can tell them we should be training them as well. They shouldn't take them off garden, but that's another argument. Yeah, I've got a very boggy back garden. I don't know if it'll compare to Willie Mullins' <laughs> sand gallops, but uh, they'll certainly do a bit of work. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Okay, uh, Alaho does make the list, and uh, bend down and pick it up, as Darren Hughes said. I think that's pretty fair, unless they see the light and they want to win more races at Cheltenham than just that one. Um, okay, Stairs Hurdle um, is uh, currently Florin Porter, 3-1 to one favorite, no runner, no bet. Uh, this division has fallen apart in all sorts of different ways, but the winner, Kian Kirby, is me and you both know. Is uh, is Time Hill, so it's going to be a yeah. no for me on Florin Porter. He will carry Time yeah, Hill to last, and then it's bye bye. Yeah, it's a, it's a no for me. For, I was I actually back Florin Porter last year on the base that Time Hill didn't run, but um, I think Time Hill is a savage, savage bet here. Um, he'll get a lead from Florin Porter. I don't think Florin Porter will get it all his own way. I think there'll be um horses up there kind of hassling him. So I um he's also been like poor since he won the um the stairs last year. He has been pretty poor. Like I know. The race at Leopard Sound to start was a bit of a farce, but still he hasn't won since, and he's he's been fell and pulled up. So, yeah, I mean, Time Hill is the most um the most solid horse to run his race. Like Champ is in and out, Paisley Park, you don't know what you're going to get. Classical Dream was shocking the last day, so I think Time Hill at five to one is uh is still a very good bet. So, yeah, he'd be the pick for me yeah. here. Monster, monster, completely agree. Uh, it will be the day in the sun that we will be waiting for for Time Hill, I think, and that makes Florin Porter a no. So that's two no's. Uh, Darren, is it three no's? Uh, it is three no's, right? I'm not a fan of Florin Porter. I'm not particularly a fan of Time Hill either now, to be honest. I've had this argument with you before, so we won't have it again. Uh, struggling for a bet here. I, th- I think Paisley Park's probably a fair enough price, is he? I think they might, I think they might have just kind of got him back to... To near enough what he well, wasn't near enough what he was, but like to an acceptable level that he can run a big race here, and at the prices, it's probably the one I'd side with. But uh, yeah, it's very tricky. Like it's if you know, because on the day you're going to get four, if not five places. So I'd be, I'm more than happy to wait until then. I think. Yeah. Um. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> a, a tentative nod for Paisley Park, and why not the old boy? Uh, deserves another go at it, but he will be seeing the back end of a Philip Hobbs horse this time round. Dave Weldon. Um, yeah, I think I think Florian Porter is the right favourite. Uh, I think he's the most likely winner. Um, now he, he's favourite by default as as the rest of them have disgraced themselves. Um, in the meantime, uh, Champ beat me beat by Paisley Park and Time Hill doing his usual knock on by horses, and then Casco Dream and the Galmoy running no sort of race. Now Willie has tried to excuse that in a stable tour yesterday, but um, if you look back at Florian Porter, he pulled up Punchstown, um, fine, that's grand. Punchstown's Punchstown. Things, where things happen and he fell at Navin when he was going to win and then he was second in that first at, at Leopardstown um, when he lost at the start really if he gets off to a good start he, he'll win I think he'll win well I think he's, he's a proper horse do you know what there's the vibes of uh, the Cromwell yard just knowing that they're just going to get that one right for the festival they're just going to get Vanillier right for the festival um, and these will improve for all uh, all their life for a bit of Gloucestershire air and it is possible um, yeah Okay, Lauren Porter does get one nod then. Um, we're on to the Mayor's Novice. 
uh, Allegory Devasi, three to one, non runner, no bet, current favourite with fans bet. Um, I know so little about this group of horses and I have so little interest in them. I'm going to give it a chance and say yes. Kian, you're up next. Yeah, I'm going to go no on the basis at um, Fairy House Paul Town and picked Brandy Love over the favourite. So you obviously think she's a better mare than Allegory de Vassi. Um, I think Brandy Love will be better going left-handed. She jumps shocking. She only has three, three and a half lengths to make up. Um, I think Cheltenham will be much more up her street. And um, yeah, I think she'll beat the favourite. I think if the Brock jockey bookings will be interesting here. I'm not sure who Townend will pick, but if he picks Brandy Love, I presume she'll go a favourite. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, who Paul picks here. One of a few question marks for that particular rider, of course, coming into the festival. Uh, the Mayor's Novices will be a tricky one for him to solve. Of course, he would have, you know, if he could make the phone call now and maybe beg, steal and borrow. He could get on LA Bell, Dave. He could, uh, if he wants to, I suppose. I'm sure, I'm sure Dan is only too happy to chuck off his uh, his brother, Harry, <laughs> given his track record recently. Um, but, uh, like, Allegor Devassi, that, winning that Solarina Hurdle of Fairy House used to be the, the right marker for uh, going towards going towards uh, going to Cheltenham. But now she's a five pound penalty to carry. Brandy Love was close enough to, to overturn that with assistance of five pounds. And, and Dino Blue was excellent on uh, on debut. And that form has, has half worked out well. A couple of horses have run behind and have won since. Um, that's where I'd be going. So if you know for Allegor Devassi, I think William Wons is just too many horses that you can, you can take a, a an opinion on, on any of them really okay okay you can answer that phone call now from dan or harry skelton um, and <laughs> <laughs> i want to pick you up on uh, what was going on there uh darren um as who cares an acceptable answer to this question uh, it's uh, kind of what i gave you yeah, know um i, I probably will find a bet on the day and it probably will be la bell um on the basis that you know i pay a little bit more attention to that one yeah um, yeah so no it's tricky. It's tricky. Yeah, no. Sorry. Yeah, fundamentally, the answer is no. Like, it's, it's just I don't know anything about any of these. To be honest, like, I also don't know anything about them. Like, I've seen them run and stuff, but like, it's just it's, it's a division that actually makes me sick. To be honest, because like, I, I really think this. If ever there was an example of like the the over dilution of Chatham, this is a this is your prime example. Like, you just make this a handicap or something. At least give us some sort of interest. I don't know. Yeah, it's not not for me. I, I, as I said, who cares. I'm with you. It's a real stocking filler, isn't it? It's when you, you've, you've got a little bit of space left in the stocking. You bung an orange at the top. So and, I've got, got decent stocking fillers growing up. Jeez, if i got this in my <laughs> stocking growing up, I'd have, been, I'd have been handing it back. Do you know what's in your stocking this year? The mayor's novices head. Well, how's that? <laughs> um, okay, uh, we are going to move on from there um, to the triumph. Darren, you may as well keep going. And uh, Vaban is the 15-8 to 8 non-runner, no bet favourite for uh, the triumph hurdle. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was all over him in Leperstown. Um Yeah, favourite chance. Um, probably the right favourite. Probably would have beaten Pied Piper the first day out um, if uh, if he, if Paul hadn't tried to go up Davies inside. Um, on another day, I reckon he'd have beaten him. Um, hard to gauge who's improved more since that. I'd say on balance, um, Foban's form at Leperstown is probably stronger than Pied Piper's at Cheltenham. But yeah, because yeah, then I. I I, I I don't if I, if it gets to Friday and I need to get out stakes now I, I don't think I'd, I'd be hopping into Bob at the prices but he's the right favourite and probably the most likely winner. Yep, I'm going to concur with that. I think I said on the uh, Dublin Racing Festival preview night it was more switches. Uh, than in a fuse box out of Pool Town and when they when they faced off before. And I'd have Vauban to come out on top over Pied Piper. I don't think there's too much else uh, threatening those front two. So it's a tick from me for Vauban. Kean. 
Yeah, it looks a straight shootout between uh, the front two at the market here. Um, I think Pied Piper actually should be favourite. I mean, he's already beaten Vauban. Apparently, he wasn't like fully, fully wound up or fully fit that day. Um, went down to Cheltenham, absolutely hacked up. I mean, he has that advantage of a course and distance win over Vauban. So, um, yeah, touch good the race Arconas about that performance as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. was I mean, that was re yeah, it was really impressive. Um, I can't see Fedor getting competitive after what Vauban did to him at Leopardstown. So, yeah, I think. Um, It'll be interesting to see where the money comes from here because they obviously they'll, one of them will shorten. But um, yeah, I think Pied Piper will win. Okay, so now it's 2-1 actually in favour of Oban, not uh, not a 3-0. Dave, well um, Yeah, I would tend to agree that Oban is, is probably just about the right favourite. Like he, he learned a lot from run to run. He improves again. It's uh, the triumph. I used to love the triumph. Make an opinion on it early on, and you follow it through. But now there's just it's, there's horses running this weekend. The Adonis, there's another couple of races to go, and something can come out that's, that's out of this world. Um, similar to Nicky Henderson's horse that won a couple of years ago, I would have plumped him beforehand. Um, it, I, I wouldn't get stuck in at short odds, but of the two, Vauban is probably the most likely winner. Okay, okay, three one. Then uh, we might see you know the Triumph winner actually pop up in a, a race at Kempton this weekend. You never know. Um, sometimes you don't see him until late in the day. Now I'm a bit confused about this next one. So Dave, I'm going to stick with you here. Uh, Manella Kruna is the seven to two favourite long runner. No bet with fans bet for the potato race. Yeah, but Bartlett, uh, why is it not Manella Kakuna? Um, because Manella Kakuna is probably going to go to the Ballymore. Um, they didn't seem to be overly. Keen of going up and trip with him, uh, given the way he jumps and stuff like that. And there seems to be a lot of talk about how he stayed on um, behind that horse, Manella Crooner. Um, this is a disgrace, lads. How, did they, how, did, how have they allowed these two horses to be named so similar at the same age? This is a disgrace. It's just to cause ultimate confusion yeah. in betting shops around the country on one of the biggest days of the year. That's what it's for. A few lads in the previous night now with a few beers and they don't know what they're saying. They're talking Manella, Manella, Manella all over the place. Um, to be honest, yep. I've no real opinion on, on this race at the moment. Um, it's it's a bit of a... that's not how this works though. I know, you have to say I yes know, or I no. No, no, I, I'd be taking it. I'd be taking that on at that price. Okay, I'm a no too. So two no's. Uh, this could be a cakewalk of no's. Uh, Darren. Yeah, firm no for me. I think if ever there was a, I'm not a stats or a trends man at all when it comes to racing, but if ever there was a race with the field, uh, I think it's it's the Albert part that you kind of go to the poorhouse back in the fav here. Um, in this race down through the years, uh, there's been one in the last 10 years or something like that, I think. And the rector probably is something behind that stat, um, just in terms of the way novice hurdlers are campaigning and stuff. I actually like Barrett the Sound Lad here um, as a complete aside, but no is the answer to the question. No is the answer to the question. Okay, another clean sweep of no's. We're at three for no's and we're at three for all ins. Um, okay, we're on to the... Actually, I'm going to throw a curveball in here because uh, before we get to the Gold Cup, uh, the Mayor's Chase, uh, currently Mount Ida, is the 9-4 to non-runner no-bet favourite with fans bet. Let's throw that one into the mix. I think if they decide to go there and uh, the likes of uh, put the kettle on, uh, you know, decides to go and have a crack at maintaining a champion chase title, uh, Mount Ida probably is the right one there. Um, so I'll give that a tentative yes. Kian. Uh, yeah, you missed me out in the Albert Bartlett Dean there. Um, oh, sorry, Manella, Manella Crooner. Yeah, it's a I no thought, for me. I assumed so, you were going to say no. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, something that about a million to one will win that race. Um, Fair enough. Will Mount Ida win? I'm going to say no, and I have absolutely no opinion on the race. 
Sorry. No, fair enough. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have thrown it in there at all. Darren Hughes. I'll refer you to my answer from the Mayor's Novice Hurdle. Um, again, some of those races I think I just get rid of altogether. But uh, will Mount Ida win? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she will. <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, Dave Wong, the, uh, the, the Mayor's Chase sponsored by stockingfillers.co.uk. <laughs> Um, no, she won't win. Um, I just can't get the image of her jumping right from Ed uh, Kim Muir last year. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is a, a mile shorter. She won't have the time to, to get back on an even keel. Eddie May was unlucky last year with a, a cleverer ride, would have won. And that's who I'd be side with. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Um, I'm going to call it 2 2, but really shouldn't be in the list at all. So I apologize um, to everyone involved. Okay. The Gold Cup, Apluta, 3 to 1. No one to know that current favourite for the Gold Cup. Um, I'm gonna see what Kian thinks. Um, geez, I don't know. This is a shocking Gold Cup, isn't it? It's I, oh, I, no. I don't know about that. Ah, no. I, I, I just none, none of them, none of them inspire me to be honest with you. Um, I don't know. I, he probably gets beat. I don't. I don't know what'll beat him though. To be honest. Um, yeah, poor race. Okay, so it's a no. Dave Weldon? Um, is he the right favourite at the moment? Yes. Um, you can make excuses for getting beaten by Galvin at Leprestown, but I don't think he is the most likely winner. I don't like backing horses who've gone to the well in the Gold Cup already um, and being beaten. They don't seem to come back the same. Um, I'd be siding with Galvin off the, off the head of the market, all right. Just throw a Pluta in the Ryan and throw Alaho in the Gold Cup. Come yeah. on, cheaply. This is like you know race planning one hundred and one. Uh, Darren Hughes. I think there. Are, I think you could back a lot worse three to one shots than Aplutard. I really do. Um, Fair enough. Like, I, I, I think it's definitely the right. <coughs> excuse me, definitely the right favourite. And I actually do think he'll win any race that has Protector at as a single digit price. Uh, like, honestly, uh, he's a chance now. He's a I, chance. I wouldn't back him at. 18 to 1, much less 8 to 1, or whatever the fuck he is, I don't know. Um, genuinely, he's a handicapper, honestly. Um, he's no he's right. not the topic of this question. No, he's not. No, Aplutard's the right favourite. Aplutard wins. Okay, 3 1. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, 3 three 1 in favour of no. Okay. Okay. Do you know what? I think this is the first time we've ever done this. And I think it's because we were in, we're in non runner, no bet territory where the prices have probably put us off um, waiting in to find four. Um, what we're going to do is take a very quick break. When we come back, I'll give you the uh, the final results. But I can tell you in advance, there are three with a clean sweep and I think three with a clean sweep in the negative sense. Uh, we'll take a break on this week's Race Hour podcast. And when we come back, we will do a spin through Kempton and Newcastle for the weekend. Uh, we'll, we'll review the quick assessment of the, uh, the Cheltenham race favourites there. And uh, we'll see you shortly. You're listening to the Race Hour podcast brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk. Check out bookmakers.co.uk each and every day for tips, news and the best odds for horse racing. Looking for a new bookmaker and the best sign-up offers in the industry? You'll find that at bookmakers.co.uk, sponsors of the Race Hour. Hello and welcome back to this week's Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk and of course fans bet all the way through the National Hunt season 21-22. Now before the break, uh, we did of course go through assessing the Cheltenham race favourites and it's 11-1 treble. That is the answer uh, that we came down on. Uh, the Ballymore, Sir Gerhard, 6-4 currently, non-runner no bet with fans bet. Brave Man's Game, 15-8 currently, non-runner 
no bet with fans bet for the festival novices chase or the brown advisory or the rsa or whatever you want to call it and uh, the final one was Alaho, six to four on for the ryanair those three will win uh, according to the panel and there is an 11 to one treble normally we'd, we'd we'd find more i think but um yeah it's tricky it's tricky this year there were three that got absolutely no votes at all manila crooner uh, Constitution Hill and Tell Me Something Girl. Scratch them off your list. Uh, we'll review how we did, of course, after the week is done at Cheltenham. Now, uh, don't forget with Fans Bet, the £250 um, tipping game is available to all customers there. The Winter Derby, the Dovecote Novices Hurdle, and the Ida Chase are the races you have to find the winner. There was two winners last week. Uh, fair play to you guys who uh, managed to pick up that prize from them. Uh, get involved with the Bet 10, get 30 on bookmakers.co.uk for Fans Bet. Right, let's get stuck into this. The 150 at Kempton this weekend is the Coral Donus Juvenile Hurdle, of course. Uh, sometimes we find the Triumph Hurdle winner in here, Dave Weldon. Are we going to do that this time? Uh, I don't think so, no. I think Knights uh, do a win and will win well. Um, he's probably a bit behind the Irish horses, um, but he's been very good for Milton Harris this year. Uh, Paddy Brown keeps up the partnership. The, the one you have to be fearful of is obviously the Paul Nichols horse, Pleasant Man, who was 95 right on the flat. But um, I think Knights Salute's experience will get him over the line. Uh, yeah, and he's got he's got plenty of it. Um, like I was going to say, the sexy one, of course, is Pleasant Man. Probably neither of these will trouble the Irish ones. Uh, nine to four favorite currently is Night Salute with Vance Bet and Pleasant Man at four to one, six to one. Bar Darren Hughes. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. I think Night Salute wins. Uh, I think he's comfortably the best British shooter. I don't think he's actually particularly close. Uh, a note on Pleasant Man: I think only one winner in the last fifteen or twenty years has come here without any hurdling experience and won again. And that's stats and trends, man. But it, 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 you probably do need some experience at least jumping a hurdle. To rack up here, and I actually think you, I think you could do worse than Night Salute in the Triumph at a double-digit price, and I, 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 that's not something I say lightly about an English juvenile, but something about him I really like. Um, I think I think he could do a lot worse. He literally could be renamed under the radar, been like that all season uh, with Night Salute for Milton Harris, um, and like I say, nine to four favorite Keen Kirby. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Night Salute wins, and nine to four is a fair price. If you do want to see the Triumph Hurdle market absolutely get shook up, that'll be a victory for Pleasant Man for sure. But it does smack of uh, run out of time. I know this is a target for those kind of horses coming into Triumph Hurdle, but something. You wanted to have done something before that. But fascinating runner all the same. Kian, I'm going to stick with you for the Coral Pendle Novices Chase, uh, the Grade 2 also at Kempton, 225. Uh, Pick Dorhe is the favourite here. Small field, small field. Yeah, um, Paul Nichols has absolutely dominated this race. He's won it 11 times. Um, and I think he'll he'll make it a 12th with Pictori. Um, he's been really good over fences. Um, he just kind of gets to the front. He's almost like a, a lesser version of surname, really. Just gets to the front and kind of bosses races. Um, he was disappointing at Sandown behind um, Lam Press, but I think that was down down to the um, the stable form. So if you get, if you if you if you didn't run at Sandown, he'd probably be an odds on shot. And I think um, he's kind of around two to one there. I think that's a uh, it's a fair price to beat a bunch of uh, handicappers, really. Yep, seven to four. Current favourite um, for the Pendle is Pick Dorhey with fans bet. Darren Hughes. Um, it's Manella Drama, not the best horse here, no. I thought he, I thought he was the best horse in the race. I was surprised he wasn't Fav. Um, I think he wins. Um, Brian Hughes not racing at some northern track to pick up three or four winners is an interesting note. Yeah, I noticed that myself. Um, yeah. In he's you know I don't think he's not coming down this holidays as that old adage goes but in the racing world yeah I thought he I thought he was best horse in the race and I was surprised he wasn't put in five I'm not a big fan of the long press farm line to be honest and I was very disappointed with Victor here the last day I thought he emptied out pretty quickly not that long ago either it's a relatively quick turnaround so yeah I I, I thought Melodram was a pretty fair price. 
Manila Drama, 94 currently with fans bet. Dave, well. Yeah, I agree with uh, Darren there. Um, he was unlucky at Carlisle. He just ran out of time. Uh, pick up Warlord, who has is a decent yardstick. And uh, then he just two miles doesn't suit him. Since he stepped up to two miles four, I hate off last time. Uh, he turned himself inside out, so triple suit. Um, and there's more to come from this horse, all right? Okay, I tell you the horse there is more to come from, Dave Weldon, and that is shall we have one more in the Dovecote, which is at three o'clock at Kempton. Now, it'll be uh, odds on, I would imagine, um, currently actually even money with fans, but that seems like a bet to me. Yeah, there's been a, a serious plunge on it. was think it opened up 5-2 to two or 2-1 two to one, um, in the early markets, and it's been backed and backed and backed. Um, I think he'll win. I think he needs to win for uh, the British novices. Um, I would respect the... Nichols horse if they showed a bit of form it, 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 ICO um, he's probably going to be a live contender in the triumph he was good before bombing out behind uh, Pied Piper but the yard weren't in good form at that time on trials day but uh, I think shall we have one more we'll do a typical Kempton run from the front and, and blast him out away yeah and uh, in those uh, in those colours I think this will also go very very close at the Cheltenham Festival Darren Hughes um, yeah I'm I'm just not 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 so sure. Uh, I, I like your Balco. enthusiasm is is falling out at me. I can feel so, it. Um, look, I, I'm a big fan of Balco Coastal, and I think Ferrer Derm's form on him stands him pretty good stead here. My worry is obviously he's the dead eight at the moment. You're almost certain to get an on-runner of some description, but I think he's uh, I think he's one of the more underrated novice hurdlers that Dan Skelton trains at the minute. And I, I thought it's I thought like you know five six seven to one he was a pretty fair price. I thought he looked a solid alternative to the favourite who. Won a very weak race the last time. Was very disappointed in his performance um, behind Constitution Hill as well for all that he did have excuses. So I just thought he was opposable. He's one of those, if, if he won at evens, I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. So I thought I'd, I'd, he was worth taking on. Yeah, okay. You want to take him on with Freya Darms uh, for the Skeletons? I, I think, shall we have one more? This will be a procession, Kian. Um No, I, I disagree with you there, Dean. Uh, I think he's, a, ah. he's way, too short, way too short a price. Yeah, he should definitely be odds against anyway. I mean, he was good uh, in a bumper last year, beating on walk on air, which is good form, but disappointed at Ascot, absolutely walloped um, in grade one company. And then that race he won the last day was a nothing race. I don't think he'd get it all his own way. Um, I'd agree with Darren. I'd be with the Frey Darm as well. Um, that form with Balcov Coastal is very good, I think. Um, I mean, he went off favour for the entry bumper last year. And then he was um, placed at Cheltenham behind North Lodge and um, a different kind is behind them. They're three really good novices. And he was only just touched off by him. I think that's the, the best bit of form in the race, to be honest with you. And with the dead eight runners, he's uh, around the six or seven to one shot. That's a uh, savage each way, but yeah. Yep, seven all the fans bet is Fred Arms. Um, shall we have one more? Come on, lads. This is uh, this is disappointing. I thought I'd have a full, full grain enthusiasm uh, for this monster, but I don't have it. So I'm uh, going to have to go and prove you all wrong. At the weekend in the dovecote that is uh, shall we have one more current even money favorite with fans bet uh well then why don't we just skip away from kempton for a moment and take a look at what looks like it's going to be a good to soft ida chase at newcastle normally uh if this is like name how many horses will finish or try and count them and uh, you might have to wait a few tv screens to find the ones that finish in fourth and fifth but i guess a few of these will finish they will to come to you first the horse that we've talked about a good bit on the podcast um, Eclair Surf uh, must be on your radar for this, is it? Yeah, he is, Dean, but he's short enough, and I, and I missed him the last time, so I'll uh, pure ignorance and uh, miss the wedding, yeah, don't go to the funeral. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the one I like is uh, is uh, Court Master for Richie McLaren and Michael Scudamore. He um, 
won a three-run race at the venue on good soft ground last time out and had ran well earlier on the season at Newbury and Cheltenham. And at double, double figures, I think he is the best each-way bet in the race. Okay, 10 to 1 currently is court master. The favourite is History of Fashion, 11 to 2, 6 to 1 in Claire Surf. Danilo uh, Dairy is 7. It's 8 to 1, Domain Dizil. Check it out at 10s along with court master. It's 12 to 1, Bar Darren Hughes. Pick the bones. Yeah, I find this quite tricky. Uh, History of Fashion, hard to, get tra- hard to get a handle on. Um, Obviously, the least exposed horse in the field. Four runs in quick succession. Not just for me. Um, Danilo Dairy could still be improving. Doubts about him after his run at Linkfield. Um, check it out. It was interesting. Just not sure he's quite up to this level. And he actually ended up coming down on the same horse as uh, as Dave did in um, in the form of Court Master. Yeah, I think this is going to be an unusually quick ground either. Um, weather forecast for Newcastle looks pretty okay. Ground's already in the good soft. Echo what Dave said about his form here already. Um, uh, the horse he beat the last day as well ran pretty well in a much better race yesterday. Uh, can't think the name of the horse, Glenn Glass or something. Mickey Hammond trains it. Um, yeah, courtmaster for me here at the price I thought was a very fair price, and I thought he had, he had more upside than a lot of these. Okay, double figures, ten to one. Courtmaster, two votes for that. Richard McLean and Michael Scudamore. Uh, Keen Kevin, you're normally the man to pick the bones out of this, aren't you? <laughs> it's a tr- tricky race to solve now. This one, uh, you'd be doing well to find the winner. Um, the one I came down on was um, Danilo Derry. He won um, three races in a row before being uh, pulled up at Lingfield. Um, I think like the key to winning these races is you get a horse that is ridden prominently or makes makes the running and just is a good jumper and that's exactly what he does. So I think he's um he's around the seven or eight to one mark there. I don't see him being out of the, the six places. So yeah, he's a, he's a good show for me. Okay, okay, Danilo Derry, um, Gavin Sheen will ride that one, of course, and I, I, I think Tom Bellamy might just repeat the trick, even off a, a what is it, a ten pound higher mark than when winning at Warwick in the classic chase and that's e claire surf um and i know he's short enough but i think you go very close all right and i'd be happy enough to play at those prices now best race of the day certainly from a punting perspective uh, has to be the coral trophy handicap chase at kempton 337 it's the last race we're going to talk about uh, of the weekend action um, the and that's, that's the best that's the best race this weekend isn't that yeah, sorry, something happened to your mic there. Couldn't quite, quite catch any of that, Darren. Um, so we'll have to we'll have to skip on uh, the, <laughs> the Coral Trophy handicap. Uh, everyone knows what I'm going to tip, and uh, so you know, I let you all tell me why. Uh, uh, well, maybe you're all going to row in behind me. Let's see what happens here. Dave Weldon, three thirty-seven, Kempton is uh, the big handicap chase. Yeah, got that question. Like he has to have a chance. Um, this clearly been the target. Uh, as you're saying to me yesterday, but uh, I wish I'd known that yeah, before. Are you yeah. saying it now like it's clearly been the target? We've been well, talking about yeah. other races just, all with, season. With the taking out of the ultimate and then this race yes. popped up, and now, all we that. Know. now we know. Um, yeah, shame he missed it all right, but uh, like he's been fairly disappointing this year given the promise he's shown last year. As you say, maybe it's all, it's all part of my master plan, but I don't know. Um, I, I'm happy to take an, uh, a flyer on, on Beakstown for Skeltons. Um, he's had a bit of second night as now the last couple of runs. He finished second to Imperial Alcazar at Cheltenham in a good handicap, and he finished second to Earn River. Um, before that at Doncaster, that's not bad form. Earn River has bolted up since. Um, and Imperial Alcazar is going to go well in, in a Cheltenham handicap probably, and he's doing a bigger price. Uh, he'll go from the front again, which is key around Kempton, get into a good rhythm, and he just might see them all off. Um, more hopeful than anything, but hopefully he he repays a bit of faith of showing them over the years. Yeah, you have shown him plenty of faith over the years. That's Beakstown. He's a bit of a your Galair quest, not quite yeah. with as much uh, hope for the future as I have uh, in the Nick Williams, Dave Noonan ridden uh, Galair quest. Uh, Darren, you're going to join me, surely. 
I am, yeah. Jesus, when the, when the entries come out for the handicaps and uh, he wasn't in the ultimate, I actually had to go into a quiet room in the office and scream for <laughs> probably six or seven minutes. Um, a couple of my mates are on to me as well. They're not too impressed. So uh, there's a few yeah, of I'm in the same boat. Same yeah. boat. I've been telling everyone all year, just worry about yeah. one race with this horse. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Shoveling money on. It's like some lads are into crypto. I'm into Galahad Quest. Uh, and so <laughs> everyone each of their own. Um, but yeah, we get the money back here this weekend, please, God. Exactly. And we will. We will do that. This is three miles at Kempton. It's a, a certainty. Keen Kelly. Yeah, another tricky race to solve. Um, oh, the one I came, but I have the winner, don't worry. Um, oh, okay. The one I came down on here was um, the Harry Fry train Phoenix Way. He's a nine-year-old, but he's very lightly raced, and he actually ran against a favourite in December at Ascot, behind Ansam, and he gave him weight, and he only lost by four lengths. So if he's the favourite, he doesn't have a huge amount, a huge amount to turn around with him. And then he um, went on to Ascot and beat Fanny and Destreval, who, to be fair, to him, ran well at Grade One Company. So I think that's for, I think there's still a bit of improvement in him, and um, he's around eleven to one. I think that's a, it's a fair price. Well, they have a betting without market, Kian, so you'll be fine, I would imagine, um, by the time Galahad Quest goes off 7-2 favourite for uh, this race. This is the time to, to, to get all that anti-post money back, and, um, and then I imagine they'd go nowhere near Cheltenham after landing uh, this race. I know they have an entry for the plate, but I don't think they'll bother after landing this over three miles. That looks like one of those, if he tops, topples over at the first, uh, you'll, see, you'll see him in the plate. Okay, look, that's the weekend races, although... Uh, Darren, you're so keen on the uh, some race at Lingfield. I can't remember what it's called. Um, what, you know, if you have something, feel free to throw it into the mix, please. It's the Betway Winter Derby Stakes. It's probably thank you, thank you. It's yeah. the best race. I'd say it's the best race run between when does when's Chepso September and then Punchtown is May. It's probably the best race run between those two months in the year. Uh, there's some other shite that goes on in real mucky fields and stuff. Horses jump over stuff. I don't know, but uh, this is by far and away the best race of uh, of that time of year. And Fancy Man wins it um, for uh, for Richard Hand and Sean Levy. Very impressed with this comeback run uh, the last day. Um, you know, Sean kind of went very wide and he was nearly out in Crawley High Street at one point. Um, ran well in some group races last year. I think he's an improving horse. Lord North's the obvious one at the price, or at, but at the prices, I'm happy to swerve him. Coming off a break and at five to one again, you're looking at the dead eight here. So I'd say be careful because my lad is unlikely to shorten up much, but I don't want to get stung with a non-runner. So five to one thereabouts, fancy man, and uh, in, in the Winter Derby Stakes, I think he's an improving horse. You're going to see a lot from him this year. The best bit of advice there you gave was uh, be careful going anywhere Ling- near Lingfield on the 26th of February. I would imagine, um, unless they've put the hurdles back in, and they haven't. So uh, okay, <laughs> anyone else have anything else for the weekend? And I need your naps. I have a few bits for the weekend, yeah. Let's run. I've run through them here. Kick on, Kian. Um, Go for it. The 350 at Newcastle on Saturday. Um, it's a handicap hurdle. I'd be shocked if Soft Risk doesn't win a handicap hurdle off 1 2 3. Uh, Nicky Richards has spoke, spoken about him as a potential uh, graded horse, so he looks a good thing there. Um, also on Saturday, the 5.25 at Fairy House. Um, this is a really, really good bumper. There's a couple of um, horses here um, for the notebook. You have Bellany Lord, who um, ran a Cham Coy really close at Limerick. Uh, Gordon Ellie also has Kansas City Star, who absolutely hacked up in a point-to-point. And Willie Mullins runs um, Wattpad in the same colours as Kilcrut. So I'd say whatever wins that race will be um, will be a smart prospect. 
and also on actually tomorrow at Exeter um, it is the 135 and the horse I like is Queen O'Hart of um, Kim Bailey's um, came back from a long absence at Lingfield and showed a really good attitude to um, fight the line against Fantasticas um, that pair pulled a mile clear um, I think he's a well handicapped horse and he looks like a a quick improver so I think he, around the 2 to 1 mark he'd be a, a good bet in that race so yeah that's it Lovely. Queen of Hearts, keep an eye out for uh, tomorrow and a few others there over the weekend. What's your nap of the weekend, Keen? Um, I'll go with Frey Darms in the 3 o'clock at Kempton. Um, around the 7th one, Mark Yair. I think he'll beat the favourite, yeah. Frey Darms, okay, taking on, of course, shall we have one more. Uh, Dave Weldon? Uh, just one more for the weekend. I can't find the race. It was Bobby Joe, um, a fairy host on Saturday. And I think Escari attended. He has his mark getting a bit of a confidence booster here and run these into the ground and as regards Nap, I think Manella Drama is the best horse we'll see on the weekend and the only potential group one grade one horse in that race so I think he will win Manella Drama taking on Peak Dohi uh, okay thank you and um, we'll put that one onto the list Darren Hughes and cheers for coming to me last my nap of the weekend was Ferrer Darms so Keying takes that so now you know what I'll go for the Manana Drama instead if I to get Manana Drama so I'm going to go for Courtmaster in the uh, in the either chase I do think he actually has a very strong chance but uh, yes there's a, a nice tricksy for listeners of the weekend hopefully Hey, no, no, no. Hold or look on, 15, on. Sorry, hold look on. 15, sorry. Hold on. Sorry, sorry, Dean. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We, we know what's coming here, right? And all of you should have gone for Galahad. Oh, sorry, you can make it a Heinz because you can have the, you can have the winner of the Winter Derby Stakes as well. So that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a Heinz, isn't it? Or that's a... Oh, jeez. What's the, what's the five bets? Canadian, isn't it? Canadian, is it? Yeah. Uh, look, hey, if you're going to put that in... Lucky 63. If you're going to put that in and spoil your afternoon, uh, you go ahead. But um, I'm going to go with Galahad Quest. And of course, when we put this out on the Twitter poll, that's the one everyone needs to vote for. Um, so yeah, let's, let's get this done. Okay. You've been listening to the Race Hour podcast. Um, my absolute pleasure to have been joined by Darren Hughes, Keen Kirby and David Weldon. Dem and Nolan, of course, will be back next week. We'll be doing our Cheltenham uh, preview night as well in the Goats in Goatstown. Looking forward to that on Wednesday of next week. You check it out on the airwaves, of course, on Thursday and Friday when we release all the good stuff for you. Don McLean, Dave Mullins, Mikey Fogarty. Uh, myself, Demo, and of course, fans bet we'll all be there with Dave Jennings. Uh, we'll look forward to that. But for now, we'll leave you alone. You've been listening to the Race Hour. Thanks very much. You've been listening to The Race Hour, brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk, your best bet for tips, news and bookmaker reviews.